0: It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Monday. This is show number three. So you guys are getting a lot today. It's a good way to do it. And my name is Russ Diamond. This is on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. Check out other great shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Fox, Donor East Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sock'EmUp.org. I'm going to go and bring on our guests right now. But first, I want you to know, you can leave a message. And I'll play it on air. It's 503-974-6420. Or if you don't want to leave a message. Messages? Messages? We don't need no stinking messages. There you go. You don't need no stinking messages, but I do. So 503-974-6420. Let's get on with the show. Everyone, special guest right here, right now, we have... Nate Javier, Nate heavy heavy, Javier, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: Good. That was a tongue twister, unnecessary, but uh, I went for it. I guess so. <laughs> that's what happens sometimes here. That's what happens when you do a few shows in a day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So okay so let let me get kind of into this. So with your work, what you do I mean where are you all in person or can, did you do any like when when everything shut down did you switch over at all and do anything online do you like any sort of online show or like myself I did it I tried it once and I thought this is dumb I'm not I'm not going to do any more <laughs> of these I did a Online comedy show, and uh, I was like, "Nope, not doing this." So kind of pivoted. But uh, what about yourself?
1: Uh, during that whole shutdown phase, man, it was just tough. It was, <laughs> it wasn't easy. But uh, I did try the virtual show thing, especially being a magician. That was a little tough, uh, especially given my uh, specialty in magic uh, with mentalism, mind reading, and bizarre. of acts Uh, it didn't really play well for just a virtual audience unfortunately Uh, i did do a 24-hour magic show with some other creators yeah it was uh, all for charity there was like 40 magicians we got together we all had like a time slot and uh, we shared like 20 to 30 minute pieces of magic um, to essentially just raise charity but after that I abandoned the virtual game. I It, it wasn't the same for me. Uh, the only thing that really stuck out, though, was doing audio escape rooms <laughs> during that shutdown time.
0: What What's an audio escape room? How does that work?
1: So an audio escape room is like a choose-your-own-adventure, except for I chose the adventure, and people had to figure out how to get out. Uh, I think, like any rpg or tabletop game but in an audio version uh where you give the scenario and the players they can take copious notes on whatever they want and they're like oh can we check out the captain's console sure over at the captain's console you see xyz and we go through this entire escape room just based on audio and i uh, tested it originally on clubhouse ran that for a bit and started booking out corporate audiences and uh, team building events to be able to just sustainably run it.
0: And so have you pivoted at all to that since everything kind of went to be an open again or did you go right back into your your, uh, magic and mentalist and uh, everything else?
1: Uh, I definitely jumped back on to the magic thing as soon as it was open again. Uh, with my during the whole shutdown thing, I definitely maintained some videos on my tiny little YouTube channel uh, just to keep up practice and keep things going. But as soon as people started doing entertainment again, I was right on that. And I started booking up and I started traveling again, making sure that as many people could enjoy the experience as possible. But I do still maintain the audio escape rooms, as well as I have picked up a few gigs, um, more than a few, helping design and uh, build out escape rooms across the nation. So that's been fun, too.
0: Non-audio ones, like uh, physical physical ones?
1: Yep. Brick-and-mortar physical ones.
0: What got you into the escape room uh, is... As as the insiders say.
1: (laughs) Uh, I love escape rooms. I've been obsessed with them for a very long time. Uh, An ex-girlfriend of mine many years ago uh, took me to one because she thought that I might enjoy it or I might be able to figure it out. And right after we failed our very first one, which was not very well built, and uh, I know it sounds like I'm making excuses, but it wasn't (laughs) well built. Some of the things were broken, but we and we didn't escape, but I was instantly hooked because it felt like you were in a movie or getting to do something adventurous. So uh, combining my love for magic and uh, transporting people into a world that's not typical or normal, uh, it just made sense because my brain just could not stop thinking about, oh, if I could do that puzzle and let it go this direction it was just a it made natural sense
0: so with you saying that it was like a movie for you are there escape rooms where people have to sign a waiver that they're going to be filmed and it's going to possibly be into made into a film
1: not anymore uh there used to be it did happen Yes, there used to be waivers for escape rooms where they said, hey, we're going to use you for promotional content, or maybe we're going to do this with your image, just letting you know um, the things from our security cameras might be used as social media posts or whatever it is. Nowadays, I mean, technically, it's still in some of the most of the waivers out there just because it hasn't changed. Yeah. But people kind of expect, oh, yeah, I'm going to be part of some somebody's social media post or whatever at some point. But the whole movie thing—I wish it was a thing. That'd be really cool. Um, but nobody, nobody's adventured that far yet.
0: Well, it, you know that's—it's—it's uh, it's not quite Rule Thirty-Four of the Internet, but it's—it's <laughs> it's close. So True. I don't know. I think that could be. Uh, I mean, you'd have all the footage done for you. All you have to do is find someone to edit it, put it together, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could, it could be an interesting one. And with so many people loving escape rooms, it's maybe an untapped market. And with also with the writer's strike going on, there, uh, there's probably <laughs> some open spaces for new, new creators. And
1: that
0: would be- yeah, well, you can let, let that start spinning around in your head. And so you were on Clubhouse. Clubhouse, um, I was on it a little bit. I was, I have a buddy who does like, does some filmmaking stuff. He got me on there and there was, I mean, it was fascinating the people that would be on there and like to do table reads and, and any shit like that. And I mean, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty cool tool to be able to find other you know, like-minded kind of people. And yeah, I felt it was a lot more um, interactive and able to, yeah, than maybe just some group online. I, I felt like people were really able to get to know each other pretty well and you know get to get to work that way so so then you were on there and you were uh working with other escape room creators there was a clubhouse room
1: for that uh there was a clubhouse room for like escape room enthusiasts and uh, it was pretty cool uh clubhouse was awesome until they made it made it public i think that ruined some of the appeal with it yeah. let's be honest here yeah uh, right like facebook being, exactly as soon as like because it was all about being part of the clubhouse like you had to be invited yeah. and know somebody
0: um, yeah that's when I, I got off i my my inner hipster fucking was like oh time to go time to get out yep. of here man
1: <laughs> Oh, because all the stupid go. people started showing up and just ruining most of the rooms that you were in but Uh, I I latched on to a couple of different niched rooms very early on. And so um, we would constantly be talking about uh, escape rooms and people marked me in the other niches, not the escape room room. Let's be honest. Uh, But these people would ask me, okay, what rooms have you done? Where can we go? What do we do? I wish we could play one. I wish we could play one. Hmm maybe we can play one. So it started with a murder mystery where uh, everybody that wanted to play got a role. And then we had a few detectives, but it was, I wrote it in a way where even the murderer didn't know they were the murderer. So it was a true mystery oh. for everyone. Okay. And then from, yeah, it was it was wild and people didn't know what to expect uh, and they loved it. And from there, it just started running uh, a regular escape room.
0: That's awesome. Um, so then, what happens? Uh, okay, I was gonna say, where where are you located? Uh, physically in this world.
1: Uh, I'm in Southern California, um, not too far from Disneyland, basically.
0: So, have you been invited to the castle?
1: i i've had more i've had quite a few opportunities to go and visit at the castle a lot of my friends are uh, members there they are spectacular performers and i love watching them do their thing uh unfortunately i was going to have my audition and then two weeks before my audition the entire shutdown happened
0: oh so
1: uh, i know it sucks um and what's even worse is now that things are getting more normalized or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. uh, They've upped the price for entry for even just magician members. And. Oh. Yeah. And it's ridiculous now. And. As great of a place as it is. uh, It's. Just. It's ridiculous. And yeah, you know, uh, I'd rather spend the money on like upgrading a flight that i have to a show um (laughs) rather than you know just for limited membership but i mean i've always played with the idea of crowdfunding my way into the magic castle i think that would be fun oh yeah i I
0: talked to a guy down there who was a member there and because i i didn't i didn't know about it and um yeah so I figured I'd and he's out that way so I was like yeah I mean maybe you know I was because I assume that the community is not huge of uh you know you kind of know everybody and so is there some sort of a weeding out process for people or like if they yeah, if they like claim to be one and you know some some legit magicians are like, hey, you, you better stop. You're you're giving us a bad name, or does everybody get a fair shake at it? Or or what's what's kind um, of the deal there?
1: Most people get a fair trial when it comes to that. Uh, really there's an associate member and there's a magician member, and the associate member doesn't have as many magical perks as magician member unfortunately and i'd love to be a magician member just so i can access the library and spend my days in there uh but the cool thing is anybody who has an enthusiasm for magic and they can do uh show their chops is welcome as a magician member. So they have to go through the audition process, but to become a regular performer at the castle, you have to do another one. And that's where they really weed out the people who are just hobbyists versus workers.
0: Gotcha, that makes sense. And so what about outside of the castle, Uh, just in kind of everyday life? Like if you see someone I don't know, someone that books, a show somewhere and they book it themselves. Like if they own their own place and they're kind of a shitty magician, do people come after them or just kind of let them do their own thing?
1: They, <laughs> they, or am I, they can am I go too either inside? way inside. No, uh, no, no, no. There's, 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 there's a good portion. Of, there's a good portion of people who will just let them crash and burn on their own. Yeah. But everybody has to do the recovery after that, being like, no, 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 we all don't look like that. We all don't perform like that. And we have to do, be able to do something on the fly. Or uh, what's even worse is uh, when I just pick up small gigs here and there, um, and people book me, because I do, like, it's basically a comedy mind reading show, is what I essentially sell it as. But yep. people try to book me just as a comedian and I tell them, Oh yeah, I do magic really. And it's a, uh, it goes hand in hand. I can't separate the two and their immediate thought of a magician is that either a children's performer or somebody with a top hat and a cape. And I hate that image. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, number one, I'm not kid friendly. I've only performed for adults. Uh, right. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's just terrible how people look at that. And um, I also wear suits. Like I just wear a normal suit. I look professional, cleaned up, everything like that. I don't wear a top hat and a cape. Because that's just overblown. I don't have a magic wand. Um, so that kind of recovery happens if somebody really botches a show that they book themselves and whatnot. Uh, and there is you know there's a small mob with pitchforks and and torches ready to go and burn down the castle other people are are just going you know what they're new to it give them some grace maybe somebody can go mentor him and figure out how to make his show better uh that's that's usually the feedback that happens
0: that's cool at least giving someone a shot like if they see potential in someone and yeah you know, being able to go out there, but, you know, except like someone like me, I would never try it. Cause you know, I don't, I feel like it's something you really gotta, you gotta be good at and it's gotta be something that, that you do. And I wouldn't want to be a shitty magician. <laughs> I, I just feel like I'd be kind of a shitty magician. I stay in my own lane for the most part, own lanes, but um mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's, uh, what is the the weirdest PO you've gotten for a gig? Um.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I've had some, I've had some crazy, crazy things that I've never thought in a million years I could end up getting booked or whatever. Uh, A couple of them are shorter than the others and I can give you the highlights and um, one I have to just get off my chest because I got to warn other people out there it's not worth it it's kind of creepy it was I performed for a sorority down in San Diego which most single guys early 20s they'd be like this is the best yes yes Sweet sorority girls, it's not worth it. I'm telling everybody right there, it's not worth it. It was, ugh, I felt like a piece of meat. It was horrible. The only other guy there was the DJ, and he packed up quick and got out and just left me and abandoned me to,
0: you know, fend
1: for myself. Yeah, it was rush week or something or whatever they call it, and they had their new recruits in there, so you got these (laughs) – fresh 18 <laughs> year olds you yeah, super yeah. thirsty fresh 18 year olds uh the older ones all right not bad we had a good conversation <laughs> but when you have a, a 118 college girls sounds like a yeah. dream but it was a nightmare i couldn't wait to finish that show and get out of there <laughs> um
0: well, i've like, done
1: what would what? you get well as
0: far as getting paid what, what have you gotten anything other than cash uh, as far as reimbursement uh you know more like it, for example like a, a hot dog and a handshake but more than like probably on on a bigger level have you had anything where it's like i'll give you uh you know three three hookers and uh yeah. you know a big screen tv and uh, a trip to tahiti or something have you had anything kind of wild like that or any uh Thing where you were offered anything other than cash?
1: No, I, I unfortunately have a really strong sense of goodwill. So it's always, you know, pay for the travel, pay for the lodging and pay for me to perform. That's all I've asked for and all I deal with. Uh, I've been offered many things. I think the only, they're nothing wild, but I've taken a few bottles of alcohol home before a really nice whiskey because I love whiskey and I just made that connection with the uh with the uh person I booked with um other than that no I I I I stay pretty strict to it
0: so how are you with uh with airplanes airports and uh and that that life of uh how is it or you know and hotels are one thing but how, how are you at the airports and the airplanes and do you have a specific airline you like flying or a specific airline you don't like flying
1: yeah uh i love i love to travel i love airplanes i love flying getting to meet random people and uh, a lot of the time just kind of like we are here i've been fiddling with a deck of cards so i'm constantly keeping my hands busy when i travel and that often leads to some great relationships or some unexpected upgrades that you never see coming Uh, i know i prefer i preferred flying jet blue or delta that's
0: those those are mine yeah i i I did jet blue uh back in january man and that like from uh From JFK out of JFK Mm and man, it was I was like I don't fuck fuck all these other ones. Like (laughs) yeah, JetBlue and Delta Delta was where I I was living where there was a hub um before that. And yeah, so Delta was Delta's been good. And so you got JetBlue and Delta. Do Dell uh or do you gotta pick which flight you go on when you are getting booked? Do they say here's an allowance, or do they go and they buy you a seat and I like sometimes maybe it's a middle seat or sometimes I don't know man. Or do you get to pick what yours and have them reimburse you? Uh,
1: I prefer uh, doing it myself. Uh, I try to negotiate with them. Hey, give me this travel allowance. Here's what the average ticket price is for X, Y, Z. And sometimes I'll just fly. I'll fly coach with everybody else, you know, back the plane that's fine with me because i mean it's a plane you're everybody's going to the same destination if it's a long flight i might splurge to you know get upgraded um but i try to be an economical flyer and if they do give me the allowance then i'll just pocket the rest because you never know you never know if you get hungry at the airport because you get delayed or whatever happened um but if they offered to just for me to tell them, hey, book me on JetBlue. I want to go travel between 8 30 a.m. and and noon. Find me a flight. Uh that's good. No more than one connection if that's really necessary. I prefer direct. Um, but then they can book it and just send me the confirmation number and I'll take whatever that gets. Uh
0: how tall are you?
1: I am six foot.
0: So does that become a, a thing how, with your, your knees and your legs? Do you ask about how tall I am too? And uh, I, I know on some of those, I've, I've done those super economy tickets where uh, legroom isn't as much of a, a luxury as, uh, as it maybe once was, but are you, pretty aware of that or are you are you cool with uh knowing which which airlines again to go for that have a little bit more leg um,
1: i've learned I've, I've learned to navigate my way around the leg room issue uh i usually tell them or try to get moved to an aisle seat whenever possible just because as soon as everybody kind of settles in i can just stretch out into the aisle a bit yeah uh, if i'm traveling a you know more budget flight which i mean i don't mind if i'm traveling i get to travel that's a joy to me sure Uh, but i i know how to push my way around to make sure that there's a little extra leg room because Mm -hmm. it's not fun having somebody uh all up in your space and not being able to move for a few hours so
0: yeah
1: it's a risk that comes with the job right
0: (laughs) right yeah um work work hazard. And so when you get to uh, your town, wherever you're going, and you get off, let's say you get off the airplane, and you get to your hotel, do you leave your hotel? Or do you stay there? And like, if you do leave, where's the first place you go? Is there a certain... Type of establishment, or do you go for a walk, or do you just stay in your place and post up there until it's time to go?
1: Uh, usually, the first thing I'll do is make sure everything's still in one piece. So if I'm traveling with paraphernalia, I'll make sure that's all you know still functional, still okay, just in case I need to replace something or rebuild something. But ideally, if everything is good, everything's okay, and you know, I fly in a day or two before the show. Of course, I'm going to leave the hotel. Like, I am a big proponent of traveling. I grew up traveling. And I'll just go out. I'll go take a quick stroll, see what's around. Uh, oftentimes, I'll do my research beforehand to see what what places are popular to eat at versus the people, the places that are popular popular for the locals. And those are the places I like. Uh, local yeah. grub is always better than you know whatever yelp or TripAdvisor says um, right. and i'll try to find a close by small bar i don't like those big bars that have loud club music or anything like that i want to see where the good old boys go settle down get a cheap beer and just talk about life those are the other places i look for right away
0: yeah it's good to get those bearings usually pretty quick and figure out those are the places that, that you need to go and and get to, and then. So another thing I was going to ask: so do you check bags, or have you? Is there is there a code with the magicians that you don't check bags because uh, they, you know, someone's gotten their shit lost or something like that? Uh, I know that's a thing with with wrestling, like you don't you don't check your bags ever, just because. don't want to show up and and your gear is not in there and um so is that is that a thing with you or do you check your bags
1: i don't check my bags uh i have performer friends who often do because they travel with uh larger props and they need more stuff my entire show uh my entire show that lasts about that can last up to about 75 minutes fits into a briefcase just a small briefcase Excellent, And it's the same thing that played for 1500 people that I've done in a theater versus, you know, the 20 some odd people that wanted me uh, over in Chicago for a corporate event. It, it's the same show. It all fits in a briefcase. I can take things out that I don't want, keep things in. So oftentimes when I travel, I have that and maybe a carry on bag uh i've i mean just in personal travels uh, i packed enough for i think 10 days for new york just in my backpack yeah so it's just you learn as you travel more you learn how to take less and i've never i don't check a bag if i do that's a very rare occasion
0: yeah i've given up on checking i i did when i i think i've done it maybe twice in the last I don't know 20 years mm-hmm. and yeah i mean one time was when i went uh i was moving and uh, i checked a bag and because i was gonna be just like i flew in and I had you know like 10 days or something or at least till my stuff came i think it was longer than that i think it ended up being like but at least some of my stuff was coming in about 10 days maybe two weeks but i had one bag i checked and then when i went to no i don't even think i did then i think that was maybe just that one time but yeah it's not and i, I don't want to be waiting afterwards down at the, the carousel no. and,
1: nobody you know, wants to wait at the carousel
0: right yeah that, that's something that needs to get fixed up and that needs a new a new way of doing that um, but I don't know what, what the other option would be to find a new way to do that but that's something that could use an upgrade in, in life <laughs> but
1: definitely
0: yeah I mean yeah I don't know there, there has to be something but maybe as part of the thing maybe it's job security for someone to have that that carousel going but yeah and yeah, I don't know. So, um, so then, okay. So then, then you're, you're, you do your shows and then, so is it usually like you'll, I guess, cause if you're doing corporate shows and other shows, sometimes it's during the week, sometimes it's, it's weekends. And do you have, uh, I mean, what was kind of your, your favorite kind of audience? And if, and also side question, is it people, are you more excited to perform for people who know you or people who have never, never seen you before?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I think anytime I can do my stage show. So uh, some of the corporate events that I get to do are like cocktail hours and Uh, walk around gigs, which is fine. Like I'll carry a notepad and a sharpie, a deck of cards, the smaller basic, basically smaller version of everything. Um.
0: Oh, and I lost him. Maybe he's gonna come back, or maybe he just didn't like it. Um. Maybe he's just like you know what, fuck Rusty's podcast. I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm good, you know, whatever. So uh, hopefully Nate's going to come back, but he could also, sometimes people get calls or or texts or something. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. So I'll give him maybe a minute or two. And I guess I can even do the wrap up stuff now. So you guys... So thank you so much for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. Check out other shows on here, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage as fuck, Stone to Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockEmUp.org. Maybe it was just too deep of a question. I'm gonna bring him back on. I guess it wasn't too deep of a question. so that's good. that's good. That's real good. So Nate is coming back i'm I'm thinking he is so Nate is back
1: i'm I'm so sorry technology failed me for a moment. It's,
0: it's all right uh so so. We were talking before about, you know, if you want, if you like having a new crowd or an old crowd, uh, I think was the question.
1: That was so weird. I'm so sorry. Uh, Yes. Uh, So instead of doing like the walk around stuff where like the smaller version of my stage show kind of happens in a walk around gig, uh, I prefer doing the stage version where I can have like a big old notepad and I can get people to run up from the audience uh, as long as there's a stage or I guess a theater. A theater is more like it. Um, But I prefer having a new crowd. I love fresh faces and people who don't know who I am. Uh, I feel like a friendly show is never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. I love sharing the art that I've committed to with the people in my life. I love testing things on them. I love Having that support system, but nothing is as thrilling as having a crowd of complete strangers watching you and you having to figure out how can I make them my best friends in like 30 seconds so they trust me enough to come up on stage and feel comfortable when I need participation or when, uh, or how can I make them more comfortable to not be afraid to just enjoy the event and not be that guy in the back that just heckles or is grumpy you know what i mean like it just right? it's it's a good challenge and i absolutely love that
0: what happens when you get a heckler i uh,
1: i'm like i'm like the sweeter version of jimmy carr i i i love hecklers and i like taking them down as well um, i either <laughs> give them the moment and then i'll have a quick witty comeback or my favorite is bring him on stage, let them be all macho for a second. And then I hand them whatever the prop is and I go walk out into the audience and sit in their seat and let them just kind of stare blankly. And then eventually the audience takes care of them because most of them are on my side anyway. So I let them self-destruct and it's a beautiful thing. That's good,
0: that's a good way to do it. And yeah, the hecklers, I don't know. Yeah, some people, especially comedy shows will just They'll shut them down. They'll kick the people out. Uh, whatever. i am like, bring them on. Let let them mm-hmm. let them do whatever they want. I'm gonna have some fun with this. This is great. They they what they're like. Hey, I'm I can tell funny jokes. Come on up. Come on up. And yeah, do, exactly. like it, it, great. Here you go. Here's a microphone. And I'll sit back and uh, eat some popcorn and watch you, and it, it'll be good. And so, my final question: uh, If you have one place you want to get booked at right now where is that or at some maybe not right now but at some point
1: at some point i have two places that i i really want to get booked at number one is the secret circus in vegas um i know a lot of people think magicians want that headliner show in vegas and that's great for a lot of people it's perfect for them but i'm somebody who enjoys traveling and meeting people and networking with them all over the place so a residency show is not for me but i really do want to be a guest performer at the secret circus in vegas uh, with uh uh, what's her stage name i want to use her stage name and not her real name stacy stardust is her stage name Uh, She's just a recent connection, we've talked a little bit, um, but her show is really cool because it's almost cabaret, um, but it highlights some really off-the-wall performers who are great at their craft. Uh, That and I want to perform at the Chicago Magic Lounge. I love the space. I think it's a great place for people to see a different side of magic um and experience it in a different way that's more akin to what you used to see in like the 40s and 50s with the jazz lounges Um, oh okay yeah so you get like small circular tables or booths, and you get to watch the act in that kind of area similar to a comedy club but uh i love the chicago magic lounge and i'd love to get booked there at some point
0: cool well uh so if the the bookers for those places are listening. Uh, book him, and where can they? How can they contact you to book you? How can they check out what you're doing on the internet and other places? How's that going to happen? So my website is currently
1: under reconstruction, and so it's going to look more mystical and magical, and highlight my sarcasm a little bit more. It's going to be great. Um, but let me tell you, uh, JFK would rather go for a Sunday drive through Dallas than redo a website. That is just, it is a whole nother beast. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's I, horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing it right now. And we I had someone with uh, that was doing a website and it was costing too much. And then he wasn't really doing anything to upkeep it. And I'm like, screw this, I'll make my own that's why right. we have someone else do it so lincoln
1: would probably rather go to a play than work with wordpress that's really where we're at right now yeah. just, I, th- I think horrible. so
0: too <laughs> yeah
1: uh so but then besides
0: that website yeah
1: yes my website will be posted up on my socials anyway when it's done hopefully in the next month or two uh but for now <laughs> if People want to book me, whether for their corporate event or they have something interesting going on. Uh, please feel free to email me in Javier Magic. That's the letter N, then J A V I E R Magic at Gmail. That's a nice, easy way to get a hold of me. Uh, but please check out my Instagram. That's at in Javier Magic, same as my email. Weird. Um, You can see little clips of magic, uh, as well as my YouTube. Okay. My YouTube is really where I need some love because it's a small channel. It's not something I take seriously for my business because I don't see myself as, you know, the next, uh, Mr. Beast or whatever creator, good mythical morning. I'm not that. I'm not a YouTuber. Yeah. I'm not red and link, please. Right. Not smosh, but (laughs) I like sharing magic with people and that's really what the purpose is. Uh, On the channel, it's my best friend and I, we teach some magic. So people who want entry level stuff, that's impressive and not the 21 card trick. You can learn it there. Uh, On the YouTube channel, we talk about magic culture, things like that, getting people really into it, to show the art form. Uh, I also have clips from my previous shows on there. And as I update a show, I'll throw an old one on there. And um, so you can see what my performance style is like on YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash makers magic, not magic makers. A lot of people get that mixed up. That's not us. That's some weird channel. It's oh. makers magic. Okay. Yes, they're really, they're an odd one. And you'll actually see this symbol. It's like a double M crown kind okay. of looking thing but with a yeah. black background. Uh, all right come do it and he doesn't like me announcing it but my buddy said if we can get 1500 subscribers by the end of 2023 uh, we can shave off all his hair on all the lives minus the eyebrows we have to keep the eyebrows
0: Ooh, can you do little lines in the eyebrows
1: that might be fun but i just i really want to slap a wax strip on his hairy (laughs) chest and make him rip it off So make him do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be hashtag shave Allen. Um, (laughs) We, like I said, it doesn't help business or anything. I mean, we appreciate the views or if people learn something, let us know what you learn. But really, the YouTube is just for fun and to share the art of magic. And I'd really like to shave Allen. And so, if people want to support us there, please subscribe to Makers Magic. Again, it's got that. Double M crown-looking thing as our logo, uh, but it's been a pleasure, and I hope to actually make some yeah, new connections. You guys reach out to me if you have questions about magic, if you want to book me, if you uh, just want to talk about life, or if you think a hot dog's a sandwich. I mean,
0: <laughs> where where are you with that? Are you, do you believe it is a sandwich?
1: I believe a hot dog is a sandwich.
0: Okay, yeah, me too. I think it is. There's a lot of That's things, it. but you know. I, what do you think uh, about what can you put else on a grilled cheese and still have it be a grilled cheese sandwich or is it only cheese and bread can you put can you put bacon and lettuce and tomatoes and uh, avocado on there is it still a grilled cheese sandwich
1: I think you can as long as the toasted or fried bread however you want to call it as long as that crunchy crispy greasy bread plus a noticeable amount of cheese is still on there and melty and you know kind of melty and gooey yeah then I think you should be able to put whatever you want on there as long as you really recognize that it's all about the cheese and the bread
0: so you could have a sandwich that is two feet tall has A hamburger on it, hamburger patty on it has four hot dogs, has uh, a bunch of pastrami, uh, and that's still and it has cheese, a grilled cheese aspect of it. It is still a grilled cheese sandwich with that stuff.
1: You know what? There's a patty melt, which is still a type of grilled cheese.
0: So you're saying a patty melt is a
1: grilled cheese? I will be in the court that a patty melt is a grilled cheese.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I think I think that's a fair one to to go off of. Uh, that's that's so that that might be one of those things that this uh, Opus Pro might come up with. Like, oh, that's some controversial take. That might be one of the things that's gonna <laughs> pop up for for the videos. But yeah, man, uh, I'm glad we got to talk and meet, and uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll cross paths again, and uh, you're gonna be booked all over doing shows <laughs> even in places where okay well one, one last question so let's say you go to a, a place where uh, nobody speaks your language let's say you get you get booked in i don't know uh uganda okay. fucking nate javier gets booked in uganda what do you do did you do the same show, or what do you how how's that
1: work? What's interesting is, um, I've done a show for a completely deaf audience before.
0: Did you have a person that was uh, doing the sign language?
1: No, I did not. I had that option, but oh, it, shit. It gave me the challenge enough to it's it's kind of like the idea that music is different regionally all over the world, you know, rap, hip hop, uh, pop, country, whatever it is. Uh, those are all Western modes and you have Eastern modes and, but everybody can recognize music and have an appreciation for it. They may not like it, but they can appreciate, you know, work that's gone into a musical piece. Magic is the same way because for that audience, of course I can't have my clever banter or my witty jokes or anything like that, but it gave me an opportunity just to look at somebody, hold out the cards like this, but that's universal for, all right, take a card. Um, Making it appear in different places, doing large movements with my body to dictate uh, where something is gonna end up being um it felt almost like a, more like a dance routine than a magic trick or anything like that because it's all choreographed um oh, so yeah. if i got plopped if i got plopped down somewhere where people couldn't speak my language or were very limited in it i'd still be happy i'd i could still be able to do something it's not going to be my usual shtick but yeah. it's something where i can provide joy for somebody else
0: cool so if you guys are in Uganda. And you want to book Nate Javier, you can do that. Let's do it. (laughs) Get a hold of him and fly him out there. Make sure it's first class. Tell him Rusty sent you. And (laughs) uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on. And yeah, we'll talk soon. All right.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Rusty. You bet, buddy. All
0: right. That's Nate Javier. I already did all the goodbyes and everything. So you guys, thanks so much for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. And that is the show. Man! Boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker! See, damn it, Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right?